2: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. AJ, Rudo Blaze coming to you live as the Avs drop this one to the Minnesota Wild 4-2. Um, you know, I, I don't think this is an overly complicated game on the whole. The Avs did not play well enough to win. They didn't win, Uh, particularly Minnesota did a very good job of capitalizing on their opportunities, which the Avalanche gave them. It's hard when you dig yourself a hole to come back in the NHL, especially against good defensive teams like Minnesota. And ultimately, the Avs come up a little bit short. Uh, 60-second rundown here for you. Let's start there. Minnesota gets the first goal in the game fairly early on. The first 10 minutes really was not particularly good hockey from Colorado. I think they got what they deserved there. You get into some weird nonsense penalty calling, which in the end results in a Byron breakaway, which he finishes to put the game back at one-to-one. You feel pretty okay at that point for Colorado, but... A critical mistake, multiple mistakes really lead to a breakdown late in the first that puts the Avs down 2-1, and the Avs just struggle to get back into the game from there. They end up going down 3-1 in the second period on their own power play, just a terrible read from Makar, gives up a breakaway, that one ends up in the back of your net too. And the Avs spend the rest of the game chasing. They do push back hard. They dominated the third period, just struggled to get the puck to go in the nets. They do get one from Lars Eller to make it 3-2, but ultimately come up short as the empty netter from Minnesota finishes the game 4-2. I, I Was this the, the worst game ever? No, not even remotely close. I
3: think it was. Oh, come on, no. bro. I think it was the worst game I've ever watched in
0: my whole life.
2: <laughs> you you watched that Detroit series, bro. I know you're lying. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to open old wounds just to try to heal new ones. It's just cold. <laughs> Do the ass need to be better? Yeah. I
2: think particularly their stars weren't good enough tonight. You get zero points. Out of your top line. Really zero points out of your top six. Really hard to win a hockey game. When your best players are going like that. On the other side. It's even. Kale McCarr (laughs) actively cost you a goal today. It's just tough to overcome that. How much of this. Is. Ah the Avs. Forwards didn't play well enough. Whatever they'll be better next game. And how much of this is Hey. You guys need to figure it out.
3: No, man, I really don't think that the forwards played all that poorly. I don't really don't think that the Avs played all that poorly. You're talking about the difference in this game is one play. It's one. And pick a mistake. Pick whichever one that you want. It's, it's a fair argument. It's, it's the Avs uh, set up Minnesota on a. Yeah, uh, I don't know the analogy that I'm using for. Uh, that I'm looking for They set them up to win the game. They they set them up on a golden platter. Yeah, there, (laughs) a golden platter. I don't know why my brain couldn't get there. Place keeps waiting for me to get them. Jesus. (laughs) They set them up up on a golden platter for all three of their goals. They hand those three goals to them. Minnesota takes them, says, okay, thanks, and then plays good defense the rest of the game. Gustafson does a great job in net and the abs. I mean, you see in the third period when Mikko Rantanen has... 60% Sixty percent of the net to shoot at. And he and fires a thing four feet high. Yep, like just misses. This is this was a conversation about execution tonight, where you hand the Wild a couple of great scoring chances. They cash, and the Abs don't on their you don't and yeah. on uh, on this night their best players, which includes. Gustafson, our will your best yeah, players, which better. includes Alexander Georgiev. Absolutely does. Alexander Georgiev, I did, did two of the three goals I have serious issues with.
2: Yep. A, a fair argument. Blaze, if you want to go that way, who, who are you putting this on?
0: I'm just putting it as a unit as a whole. Like Those first two periods were just mm. awful. The, the connection of the team was not there. The passing wasn't there. The Christmas wasn't there. There was just a lot mm. of Aaron Pucks. I mean, a lot of turnovers that... Obviously, we saw turned up in the back of the of the net for the Avs. So, yep. It. I don't think you can pick one, like one unit on this. It's it was it's a team effort. Yeah, I'm not going to argue well, that. Well, because
3: when you look at you look at the goals against, which is ultimately what loses you the game, is the mistakes that you make for sure. Is all three levels make mistakes for you that get you to where you are. Yeah. Because you you know goal number one, obviously, Georgiev just gives the puck away. Yep. But then your top defensive pairing makes no attempt to cover a man in front of the net. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice play, the the blind backhanded pass out in front. How do you have no coverage there? Yeah. And then the second one, obviously, Gerard just gets manhandled yeah. just
0: gives the puck by away. Sam Steele. Well, even before that, he had a chance to basically. Right, put that puck out and of a just high danger. Mishandles area. it entirely. And just yeah. Whips on the
3: it. whole play. Yeah. yeah, a nightmare from him, and then it finishes with him getting absolutely manhandled, and like if that's like Jordan Greenway, who I know isn't there anymore, <laughs> but if that's a, <laughs> a, big, big a dude, really yeah. big dude, yeah. you're like, dude, d- d- Sam Girard's not built for that. Yeah. But if Sam Gerard's not built to fight Sam Steele <laughs> in front of the net, it's it's just. It's awful. And then you're watching Georgiev yeah, deep out into the that. net. He makes he just, no attempt. He just sits there. He's the shooter tutor on that play. He line. just <laughs> sits there, and you're looking at him, and you're like, that puck doesn't get by you if you get even remotely. He gets caught in the same exact half-and-half position that Kale McCarr gets caught in on the shorthanded goal, the third goal It ends up yeah. being the game winner. You get caught, and when you don't make a decision, that's the decision, and it almost always burns you.
0: I mean, I'd rather see a like a stick check right there, like a poke check on the puck from, from something him. more something. active, for or sure, or just at least come out.
3: Yeah, I Some, something make him make a even, play. To he literally player. sits there, <laughs> with like, like a statue. He's in his yeah. position. He's just sitting there.
2: Yep, and, and even the one once it gets to the point where Gerard mm-hmm. loses the puck, he on top of that guesses wrong and drops his glove.
0: Yeah,
2: it's tough. Not a good look,
0: dude. It's it's. You can't blame one person on that play. No, no, either. absolutely I mean, no, not. It's but but you a look at of events that happened. Right, lead but to I that. mean,
3: you do look at Sam Gerard on that play, and you're like, this is why people lose their shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, it's, it, it's 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 not just like it, it. It sucks because like if you get to the end of the game and you look at all the numbers and you look at everything, you pull it all out and you and you build it all. You build the whole story of the game, and you see that he ends up with an assist. So it's like. He ends up he ends up in a he plays a direct role in a goal in a, in a goal against. He has a direct role in a goal for. But then he also does not score on a breakaway. Like this was this was a golden example of like why Sam Gerard is the lightning rod that he is. Yep. Because it's it, all defensemen make mistakes. Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr makes far multiple. worse, far worse
2: mistakes in this game from Kale McCarr. I, would I mean, argue.
3: there's no coverage whatsoever
2: on the first goal. He's and, where even and is just he? just doesn't make a decision on the third.
3: And the like, third one, he does the absolute worst thing that he could possibly do. <laughs>
2: and and uh, since we're in the room, let's let's talk about it.
3: Yeah. Um, quick one really quick thing here. Uh, if you're not an Avs fan and you're going to hang out in our chat, you guys are more than welcome to be here. You guys are more than welcome to hang out. If you're going to take any kinds of shots at us yeah. or you're going to troll, you're not going to be here the rest of the show. Like you like thank you for continuing to keep my lights on and paying my bills. Uh it's a weird it's a weird way to get back I, at me, but there's two things I want to add. Just just as a quick thing, like it's all good. We're here yeah. to talk about the game. Um it's fine. You guys are welcome to be here as long as you're respectful. The second that stops you're yeah, out. Be here, celebrate your win if you want to. Uh,
2: and, and this goes for not just Minnesota fans. If any of you are making personal attacks, we're just going to ban you. doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, the other thing, we, if you guys are, are courteous, we appreciate you. We, we have multiple Wild fans who spend the games in our chat, and they're totally chill. If you come in here just to celebrate the dub,
3: come on. Yeah, like, go find your own, you know? like Seriously, there's a locked-on Wild pod. Yep. Like, that's what that's for. Anyway, this Kale McCarr play. Which one? The, the third goal. Ugh.
2: I would not have even been upset about it if he full, if he full activates, sends it, yeah. and goes for it and gives up the breakaway. Yeah. Okay, at least he made a decision and you, went for you're,
3: it. You're all in at that point, but if you don't go all in and you get to the same place, <laughs> yeah. you've done the worst possible. It's like when you're defending a two-on-one. You don't take away the pass. You don't take away the shot. They do whatever they want while you just watch kind of what happens to kale on that one and one of the it's so rare with him because he does not do that stuff
0: yeah his decision making is usually better it's
3: well and it's decisive is the thing he sees a play he reads it and he just goes and then whatever happens happens instead he put himself totally in the middle right there where he can't make a difference on it he provides no resistance to Gaudreau. he can't get back he can't make the play he doesn't do anything, and then he doesn't get a save out of Georgiev, which, like, on breakaways, you're that, not really that's ever... That's not the one
2: you're getting on him for You're tonight. not really yeah. ever going
3: to be like, <laughs> God, why can't he stop all the breakaways? <laughs> but it is one where you're like, look, pick any of those three goals. If he makes the one extra save, which is ends up being the difference with Gustafsson tonight, he makes the save on that breakaway. Yeah. He makes the save on 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 some chances. You know, he yeah. there were a couple of posts in there. For sure. Um, but like there, you know, he makes that one extra save where you're like, look, sometimes that's just the difference here. And for, for Georgiev tonight, didn't make him. He got, he got beat by one save.
2: Yep. Uh, we'll get to Georgiev in a minute. Blaze, you're looking at these breakdowns. You're looking at particularly on the defensive side of the puck. How much of this is, Hey, I need you guys to go look at the tape. I need you guys to, to do this thing better. And how much of this is, is Bednar going in the room, kicking the trash can and going, you guys just can't do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it's that. It's just, uh, again, like I spoke to it earlier. It was like, they know what they did wrong. The execution wasn't there tonight. The breakouts looked awful. I mean, there was this, again, pucks being <laughs> shot to the other team where they just kept the puck in. Like, the puck either has to get out, meaning... You just clear that damn puck, yeah. Or it's got to be a good play that you're looking at the person that you're gonna make the pass to that's gonna get out. So yeah. what's
2: the what's the secret sauce there? How do they do that? Is it just a, oh they just didn't have it tonight and it'll be better next game, or is there a hey you need to be doing X thing so it works next time? I
0: think it's more of just like they just didn't execute what they should have been doing. I don't I don't okay. I don't think there's any concern there. We've seen them like again. It's that thing. It's they went nine and all. They're nine and two now in their last eleven games.
2: Yeah, I, look. Big picture again. Yes, not winning this game hurts their chances to win the Central Division significantly. Yeah, but they're still playing good hockey as a whole, even if they didn't
3: tonight. Yeah. Um. I mean, you don't look at tonight. It's not like it's not like the Dallas game where you walked into the, Dallas. Yeah. Different were, it, things. It was just that game never got competitive. Yeah. Yep. It's a totally different story tonight. It's a very very good it, hockey game that you
0: get beat. It, Again, though, but you go back. It is the slow start there. Like, we is. talked about yeah. it, right? Like they played great in the third period. I thought, yeah, dog. Though. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know how you periods. complain about the third you, you period can't. and
3: try and the only thing, have a that real slow conversation. Start that's
2: the, the the only thing you can be upset with in the third period is what Blaze said. You want better execution, Miko. Miko mix, Excuse me. Miko misses a mostly open net. Just misses it. Yeah, things like that. Sure, but their overall play. Um, Shots ended up, what, 20-4 to or something ridiculous in the third period? That's fine. The problem is you enter the third period spotting Minnesota two goals. It's really hard to come back from that. So it's a little all over the place in that regard. And and again, if you take a night, and I get score effects as a factor here, but if you take a night where the Avs outshoot their opponent by 15 shots – most nights you'll be like yeah I'll take that. Yeah. I'll feel pretty good about yeah. the abs winning that game. Unfortunately, things didn't click well enough tonight and they didn't. So that's life sometimes. I you're not always going to be the better team. And I I don't know. I I'm, I'm just not overly concerned about it. Certainly a little bit disappointed that the abs haven't set themselves up to win the central division. Yeah. But
0: well you just like to see more. Right. You want the win there, right? It's of course. It's the biggest game of the year so far. You until Saturday. This, until Saturday. And that's yeah, the How many times we talked about when you get into the final twenty games? Every or so? game is the well, biggest the game. The next yeah. biggest yeah. game
3: of the season is your next game. Yeah. And
0: well, for the past few years, though, it's kind of just been like, all right, cool. yeah. When, you
3: when know, you've when you've clinched everything, yeah. you're good. A little well, different. Yeah. A little, a, little a little different this year.
0: A little different
2: approach. Yeah. Well no matter what the approach is, you can still go over to DraftKings Sportsbook and get your money in on whatever you believe. You think the Avs are done? You thought they're, this is it? It's not happening?
3: I tell you, it blows my mind the people that draw the strong conclusions about the end of the season after every game. Yep. Win, lose, just, well, what does this mean for that? Yep. Jesus, sometimes it's just a game. I don't have it this year.
2: Look, I'm not I'm not going <laughs> to if you truly believe that the Abs don't have it, bet against them. Yeah. You can make a lot of money if you're right. The Abs are huge favorites in the playoffs still. So if you think they're done, you put that bet down, you could walk away with a significant chunk of
3: money if you're right. Yeah, if they get a first round series against like Seattle. <laughs> yep
2: and they and, lose.
3: And you throw money on the Kraken every day. <laughs> you're going to make a lot right? of
2: money if you're right. Yeah. You're going to do just fine for yourself. Yep. It's an option on DraftKings. If you're a believer, you can also put money down on the abs. That's yep. an option. Uh, good bet right now is to bet on yeah. Nikola Jokic to get a triple-double every night.
3: Because
2: <sighs> that's that's just free money at this point, basically. Uh, you can go into all sorts of other sports, I mean, too, whatever it is. Step padding, baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Playing games. <laughs>
2: Not bad for a stat patter, for sure. Uh, try to pet <laughs> your be stats. his MVP speech. Not bad for a stat <laughs> Three he in should, a row.
3: You should say it in Serbian, though. <laughs> uh,
2: jump on it with DraftKings, whatever your sport may be. Uh, you can get it on with the DNVR code a new account. You bet five bucks. You get $150 in free bets just for placing the bet. So you get to mess around, make good chunk of change. So jump on it. Go check
3: it out. <laughs> he Download. Should get, he should get a... Racehorse and name it Stab Hatter. That'd be funny.
2: <laughs> Step Hatter <laughs> out the outside. <your> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, use the DMVR code. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And it's void in Ohio. Mm. Uh, also... Brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Look, are you sad and upset about the Avs playing a bad game? Drown your sorrows with an Illegal Pete's burrito. It's the way to go. (laughs) Is it
3: a bad game because they lost or a bad game because it was was a bad game?
2: Why not both? All right.
3: I'm just curious. I actually
2: don't think it was that bad of a game, Really Really to be honest. uh, Other than the Avs' inability to finish. And credit to Gustafson there. But anyway. Illegal Pete's, 3 to 6 p.m., happy hour. It's still March. There's still time. If you get any vodka drink at Illegal Pete's happy hour, they will donate to Youth On Record here in Colorado so you can help out the kids when you're going to happy hour. And their their burritos are just delicious. So, you know, go get them because the food tastes good. Also, good reasons to go to Illegal Pete's. Ten different locations here in Colorado to check out. Uh, Get them near you. Yeah, that's an easy (laughs) band. Who's band? To be. Oh yeah, sure. Definite definite ban. Not hard. Yeah. Moving on. Uh third second period? Second period I can count of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
3: Well, hell, it was inadvertent, so it's all good. No my god. I,
2: I, I genuinely try to avoid this topic. And I don't think either team even benefited, but what is going on with NHL? (laughs) They make a bad call and their plan to make up for it is to make an even worse call. Like what? (laughs) I don't, I don't understand. I'm going to leave it at that. And we're going to move on.
3: Uh, Yeah. I mean, you get, they got both wrong. Yeah. And where it hurts the abs is that the one that they get wrong that benefits them happens yeah. with 50 seconds left. So it ends up in a weird well, goalie pull up, situation with yeah. less than the
2: full power play.
3: Because that happened with, what, about four or five minutes was, left? I think it was like 3.30. Okay. so But it's still a full power play. Well, and you would get a full power play out of it. You don't pull the
2: goalie
1: at the start. don't yeah, have yeah. a goalie
3: pulled at the beginning of it. You're just, you're just five on four. And, I mean, whatever happens happens from that point. But... Um, the fact that they ended up making the wrong call both times. It's crazy. Yeah. And the, the TNT rules expert coming on <laughs> and spending the first half of the explanation talking about how there are six guys on the ice. But it's
2: inadvertent. And then As being they- like,
3: hey, look, it's an accident. He didn't mean to play the puck. I'm sorry, but I don't believe Landiscock meant to get on the bench <laughs> a little bit slowly that one time. But you guys didn't fucking seem to care back then, so... Uh, just the, the way that the way that it got like waved off and explained away after a lengthy discussion. Do they have six or do they not? <laughs> and then it being like, oh, well, they had six, but they didn't mean
1: to. <laughs> and it's not
2: like, oh, they what? had. Based on historical callings, it's not like they just had six. The six dude touched the puck. Right. <laughs> it's a penalty for my entire life. That's right. been a penalty. <laughs> Every single time. I, I they just did call the
0: interference call though. Obviously, a pick play.
2: Well, which again is <laughs> the abs have been on the wrong side of that call. Yeah, and, and yeah at we, least they called it. Well, we said well, it on the watch well, along. You're like, why is this a thing? <laughs> yeah, so
3: so the Byron penalty doesn't exist. Yep. And then that they have, uh, they call three penalties in about a minute. Only one of them yeah, the, the, is a penalty. The, the Eller high stick was the only real penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Because the the Byram hook is not real. It's total Oh, garbage. that was the old... Oh, yeah. Put it under my arm yeah. and then... Ah. And then I, I fall way backwards and yeah. I throw my hands up. And Poe Byram's like, wait, what? <laughs> where, where, where'd that guy go? <laughs> yeah. So they called three penalties in a minute. One of them. Like, one of them is an actual penalty. And, I, and I, it's I, the third <laughs> one. Like, by the, at that point, it's the third one. It's It was ridiculous. I didn't even want to get into this conversation. I just... I, hate, I I, I hate think that we have
2: to go here on nights because the refing is so consistently bad that it's genuinely changing games.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing like it's it's it has an impact on both teams. It's not the reason that yeah, the, right. abs, it, the that the It's abs not loose, like it was cited one way. It and yeah. it's just yeah. the reason that the Wild won this game. Right. Like it's, it was just awful. It was <laughs> just bad officiating. <laughs> it,
2: it it particularly for fans that are newer or casual
3: it ruins the sport. Yeah, well, because you you're when you get into a sport, you're like, all right, what's going on in here? Yep. And then they start calling things and you're like, I really don't see what happened there. And you're yep. like, man, neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, okay, hey, look, like one of the easier things that you call and then it doesn't is a too many men and they, uh, and hey, they get together six, for three minutes and, and talk about there. it. Yeah. There's, there's six guys out on the ice. The sixth guy touches the puck. Like, hey, that's a penalty every time. Yep. And now now, no longer is it a penalty every time that the stick gets in your hands, but when there's six dudes on the ice, it's not a penalty. All
2: right. We got to get out of this conversation. So we got Jesse in the background coming in from the arena for us. Jesse, what do you got for us? What, what do you got to tell us about this hockey game that uh, is something other than the refing, police because I need something else. <laughs> Technical difficult? We, we're getting there. Give us a minute. There we go. Hello? Hello. Hello? Oh, perfect. Hello.
1: Can you hear me? Thumbs up. Good. Sweet. All right. So you don't want to talk about the refing, but I have to comment on what you guys were just talking about. Uh, how's that? I'm assuming. I'm assuming this is working now. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so yeah. So no, he, he he didn't like the call. The explanation on it, I thought was weird. To AJ's point. I always thought it was, hey, a sixth guy touched the puck. He touched the puck. Doesn't matter if he meant to or not. Um, but you know, so that that was that. Uh, basically, I, I talked to Bo and Byram in the locker room. We talked to uh, Miko Rantanen, Jared Bednar. Basically, all of them shared the same sentiment that there just wasn't enough want out of the gate. Uh, Jared Bednar said we had way too many passengers uh, for the first period and beyond. But he was very, very clear to point out that. He- Better? All right. That um, he wanted to have one-on-one conversations with the guys who didn't put in the work uh, tonight because he thought that there were just way too many passengers, way too many people standing by watching. Uh, again, just, just not good enough through those first two periods. Uh, let me see through my notes here. Um, didn't like Georgiev's night. Uh, he said it wasn't his best made sure to call out that there were just some brutal mistakes on those first couple goals, just some bad breakdowns. Uh, Peter Baha asked him and we all kind of laughed because we knew what he meant in terms of that first goal on the giveaway. He said, was that a breakdown in our systems? Was that something that maybe wasn't supposed to happen? Jared cut him off and said, yes, we're not supposed to pass it to the other team. Uh, And when he was like, well, no, no, no. But like, was there a season? He's like, doesn't matter. There was no one there. He shouldn't have made that pass. Uh, You know, just, just way too many mistakes in their own zone uh, you know, he called out the the, the Kael McCarr pinch that led to the shorthanded goal. Just saying he he has to make a better or quicker decision there. He just seemed two in, out, in, and now the puck's by him. Uh, so just a lot of mental mistakes. Now, he made sure to call out, like, he liked the pushback in the third. And, and obviously, we talk about that all the time when it's going against the Avs. You expect that, a team that's down two, uh, to push back there in the third. He said that he thought maybe there was some puck luck that, if it gone, if it had gone their way there in the third. Someone's muting me, and it's not me. <laughs> um, this is going great. Uh, yeah, you know, just just some you know uh, bad luck there on on those final couple uh, you know, final ten minutes. But again, he just kept coming back to yeah. We got some bad puck luck there in the last ten minutes. There was way too many things that we did before that that put us in a hole that we had to work our way out of. Um, Really, that was just what it came down to for, like I said, the guys in the locker room and Jared Bednar. It was a slow start. They all felt like they had the right message but just didn't have the legs once the game got going. A lot of emphasis on turn the page as much as this one sucks. You got Dallas coming in on Saturday. You're still three points back of the Central Division lead, still with a game in hand, so this is not over. Uh, but this one definitely stung a bit. You you could tell the guys in the room uh, took this one took this one to heart. It was just a tough night for them to not have their best, you know. And I'm sure you guys already talked about that. That for me personally, I thought it was too many mistakes, too many mental errors, uh, bad giveaways. Sam Gerard getting out muscled in front of the net. Uh, Georgiev gives a puck away, and Kiel McCarr makes the, the the mistake on the power play. Just a lot of bad mistakes. Um, eventually, they they. Couldn't dig themselves out of it. Give Gustafson a lot of credit, too. I thought he was uh, really sharp tonight. A lot of kind of easy shots from the perimeter, but he found him through traffic. Uh, Did a good job tracking him down. Really, guys, that was about it. Bad start. Too many passengers for a period and a half.
2: Okay. Jesse, really quickly, your thoughts on this game. Are you chalking this one up to the abs failing to execute and not really having it tonight? Or do you think they left something out there on the table?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think they didn't start not to use this phrase that we beat to death. Sometimes they didn't start on time. They didn't have that intensity out of the gates uh, that they needed to. And that to me is where it feels like they left something on the table where, you know, Yes, you can say they just weren't good enough. They didn't execute this, that, and the other. Not starting the game with that just ramped up intensity. It felt to me, and, and I know some of the guys mentioned this too, it felt like Minnesota wanted it more. Um, you know, I'm I, I never one to try to like question if guys, oh, they weren't, you know, they weren't working hard enough. They weren't trying hard enough. You know, these guys put in a lot of effort, but just not having that same purpose out of the gate, they just put themselves behind the eight ball too early. And they were just chasing the game the whole time. You had guys who were fighting the puck who were working hard. You had guys who weren't working very hard that just weren't working very hard. Um, that, to me, is where it feels like, yes, they didn't execute and they had their own struggles. But the way that that game started feels to me like they left a lot to be desired and left you know, left something on the table. All right. Cool. Uh,
2: Jesse, anything else to add or we'll, we'll get on with the show? All right. Perfect. Thank you very much. Battling through the uh, technical difficulties there, Jesse. We appreciate you. Live from the rink. Uh, getting back into our side of things on this one. Look, <laughs> I don't think it's it's any secret. I know we kind of already touched on it. Jesse touched on it a little bit there. Georgiev's got to help the abs a little bit on a night like tonight. Yep. Just has to be better. And and again, talking about this game in a vacuum, Georgiev has to be better. In the month of in the month of March, he's been just fine.
3: You're, you're talking about he needs to be a save better. Yeah. yeah. One save One out of him. One save out of him. Yep. So these margins are extremely thin. Yeah. Uh, and the margin for error in the postseason is like this every night because every team is good. Yep. There are, no, there are no Chicago's and San Jose's and Anaheim's. There's no free passes when you get to the postseason. Uh, and this is where I think the schedule has done the abs a disservice is that they're going into games where they can kind of sleepwalk their way through early on and then pull away late. It's that, that's largely over. Next week is the last time that they have nobody like, like bums on the schedule. But I think it will do them a, a service to have two games in a row that mean everything.
2: It, it's, it's an interesting conversation, too. Because, yes, they are hurtling towards the playoffs where these things do matter, obviously, more. Uh, But also, as as we talked about during the game, it's hard because there was a playoff atmosphere in this game, right? Obviously, this is a battle for the top of the division. It matters. And at the same time, you're talking about both teams missing key pieces in this hockey game. So a, a playoff matchup won't look the same. Hopefully. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting into results. I'm just saying different <laughs> players doing different things. Where do you two stand on, on the abs? Do you feel better getting those guys back, or do you feel like, you know what, they might not have some chemistry with a guy like Leckan and dropping back into the top six with trying to find a pairing mate for Josh Manson?
0: Oh, I mean, I'm taking those guys back in a heartbeat. I mean, that's just adding talent mm-hmm. to your roster. It might take a game or two to get back into it, but these are guys that have played, you know, well, like for two years now. They know. They get it. They'll click back in.
3: Yeah, and Lekkonen's had more or less the same job since he got to Colorado, so yeah. it's been, I, don't, I'm, I think that'll be pretty easy. But, you know, with Manson, there could be a little bit more, or more of a larger effect depending on the deployment that they want to use, but either way... um. I mean, obviously, those guys just make you better. And if you get if you get Landy back, I mean, like,
2: we're not even going there. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole other level. Of.
3: Yeah.
0: But even on Manson, on the other side too, right? Like we always talk about those matchups. It just it puts everybody in the right position where they should be playing the minutes that they should be playing.
2: Uh, hi, mom. I appreciate the love. I don't think anyone on the earth is saying go Blackhawks right now, though. It's true. <laughs> even Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: okay so so mm. i don't disagree with you guys the abs are just better with more talent in their lineup but i have seen some sentiment that there are concerns about that chemistry and, and things going into the playoffs the other side of that is are the are the guys the abs get back moon moon
3: needle movers wow i can speak
1: <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: Uh, yes, even if it's just Lekkonen and nobody else, even if it's no Manson and no Landis just Lekkonen. Even on a night
1: like
2: tonight, you feel like that makes a big difference? Yes, it absolutely
3: makes a difference because that is a crash test dummy with skill. Like Arturi Lekkonen does all the little things and you never question his effort. You never question the heart. You never question the want of that guy. And that is a dude that you have no idea the difference that one of the little things that he could have done could have made on, on a night like this. Now, this this is one of those nights where you it's really easy to look at Miko Ranton and be like, dude. <laughs> which one of the five prime yeah. scoring chances would you like to have a second it, crack at? The
2: three that didn't even hit the net would help. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but but you are really seriously looking at Lekanen and saying, look that it, it makes your top six that much better because now you have you know you have in there, but then you have Nachushkin with Comfer and maybe Rodriguez as your top six. It's just a little bit better. Okay.
0: And Leckie's your poor man, Landeskog, on the ice. Yeah. Not from, like, the captain. <laughs>
3: well, and and when you have Leckanen and you have Nachushkin, you have them on different lines. You have really high-end defensive forwards yep. on both sides. Guys that make really good decisions for you, guys that win battles, guys that outwork other guys, and guys that get pucks to safety on a regular basis. It's a huge difference not having Arturi Leckanen. It's a huge difference. It's... He's not as good as Gabe Landeskog, and it, I think because of that, we we can kind of fall into the pattern of just taking him a little bit for granted. But to be honest with you, not having either of those guys, not having the the the, the three of those dudes in your in your lineup in your forward core, like if you throw a Landeskog and a Leckin in your forward core with a Lars Ellerrod, like you are so good defensively. Your forward core is so good, and then oh by the way, your defense is unbelievably good, and it just it just raises the that level. Even Arturi Leckonen though, just even Arturi Leckonen. No Josh Manson, no Gabe Landeskog. It's a big effect. Take take out the another top six guy out of Minnesota. Just pick one. I don't care. I don't, I don't care which one. Right. Sure. Just pick one. Take take that guy out, and obviously Kaprizov is better than Landeskog and Lekanen. But take take Kaprizov out. Take, I don't want to take Boldy out because that's too easy and he's been really hot lately, but like <laughs> take, take Zuccarello, yeah. you know, take, I guess take tonight Freddie Goodro out, out of their <laughs> lineup, you know, just having that two way guy, the guy that tells a little bit of everything for you, but, but adds that offensive punch. It's no joke. It's very, very important. Those are usually the guys that make it di- that make just that little extra difference in a best of seven. Your best players still have to be your best players but it's how good are the next tier, it's the true. tier two players. If your series is coming down to tier three players, it has been a fantastic yeah, series.
2: You're doing all, you're doing, having a banger at that point. Uh, okay. Uh, look, if you have to play a game with these referees, you may be entitled to compensation. So call Bacchus and Shanker <laughs> at 2 2, two, two, <laughs> two, 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 two. Uh, fun joke, but seriously, if you've been injured, whether it's in a car accident, even if you weren't driving, even if it was like a Lyft ride share situation, Uber, whatever, they can help you out. Even if it was something at work where you were injured and it's not your fault, that is what Bacchus and Shanker does. They take those cases and they get you the money that you should be getting. Again, you can call them at two, 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 or go to coloradolot.net to get a hold of them. They will give you a free consultation on your potential case. If they think you have a case, they'll take it on for free. You don't have to pay anything at all until you win your case. So costs you nothing essentially to get again, what you probably deserve from whatever your case may be. They've been doing it for 25 years. They've done so much of it. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. So they're very, very good at what they do. They get you money. Uh, assuming you deserve it. If you don't deserve it, then don't call them. What are you doing? But for those of you who deserve it, make sure you get in there. Get what you're worth. What? Nothing. Mm. Go
3: ahead. Okay. is a Shanker. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't. If you didn't get injured and this doesn't apply to you, please don't call them. <laughs> if don't, you were walking here. Yeah, just don't. Just don't call just to, like, have a chat. <laughs> That's not what they do. <laughs> <Business inquiries only>. <laughs> <laughs> Press the two
2: number, go to coloradolot.net, get Bacchus and Shanker to help you out. Get what you deserve, because that's what they'll get you. Uh, also brought to you by the people uh, over at Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, absolutely love the <laughs> folks over there. They've been great to us. Uh, I, I don't want to, I can't officially say, because we don't know exactly what it is yet, but... Uh, Word on the street is they got a big, big giveaway coming our way pretty soon here. So keep your eyes peeled
3: for for a Breck Brew giveaway. Such a gross phrase. What phrase? Keep your eyes peeled. Like I'm gonna peel my eyelids like they're a potato. Like I'm just gonna peel them back so they stay open permanently. It's like you're not wrong about the gross phrase, but like I've (laughs) technically I've had my eyes peeled.
2: Ugh, because I got LASIK done, and that they literally like peel your eye. So. It is pretty gross, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. See? (laughs) uh, So, again, uh, Mm. we'll stop. Stop right now, chat. If you're going to call out individual people, we're just going to ban you. This is stupid. Stop doing it. Uh, Third period. Stop fighting. Right. (laughs) If you want to talk (laughs) shit about the ABS, fine, to a reasonable degree. If you're calling out people in the chat...
3: You're an idiot. Yeah, the, especially the people that are here every game. No like, kidding. Avery Avery can be a Avery. little much in terms of the emotional roller coaster for me, but that's how she is as a human being, guys. It's fine. Yep. We're all different. And she's it's all here. good. Yep. Yep. We're all just different. Uh, third period of the
2: DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's talk about a few of the good things in this hockey game. One, you get Gross. a goal from Bowen Byram. Uh, what does that look?
3: He said that people peel their eyes for fun. That sounds nasty. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Uh, I got a lot of things to Google tonight. <sighs> Bo <laughs> so and Byron gets
2: his tenth goal in the season. Dude, Look, on the so whole, good. I don't actually think he had that great of a game. I think there were a lot of breakdowns defensively from him tonight. Yeah, but ten goals in thirty-eight. Was this game thirty-eight for him? Something yeah, like I that.
3: Know. I mean, that's it's in that neighborhood. Dude's nasty. What's not to
0: love about Bo? Yeah.
3: I said I keep saying he might push for seriously a thirty a 30 point season and play 40 some odd games.
0: He finished his breakaway.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. The, of, of a night where plenty of abs didn't finish. Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: didn't, all I could think about after the last game. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I used to wear contacts. I didn't peel my eyes. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. You peeled the contact off. Sort yeah, of them, exactly. No, <laughs> I'm not peeling my that's nasty. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then our our other goal scorer of the game the person I'm giving king of the game to not just because of the goal but because I think especially out of that third line even you know this is more of a line award because at times you saw Darren Helm get moved up there but I'm giving king of the game to Lars Eller the dude who gets the goal in your depth exactly that kept the abs and gave them a chance in this game
0: he had multiple chances too not just that goal that he scored there was multiple chances
2: And well, and, and you could see it too. Sometimes couldn't quite get it all the way there, but the puck was on that guy's stick in the offensive yeah. zone, and things started happening. There was some creation there, so credit where credit is due for a guy the abs got that. Excuse me, for a guy that the Avs picked up at the deadline and expected to drop in and do things like he did tonight. You mm-hmm. can see how it's working well.
3: Yeah, and I think you could still quibble with the price, but I think overall. Lars has been a fine addition to the yeah. team and a valuable guy in there. Yeah, no no uh, arguments. I don't even want to say bottom six, just in their lineup in general. He's been effective. He's been good. And in a game like this, you saw on multiple shifts where his value really popped because he was able to cycle pucks really effectively, which is something that the abs forward lineup is like super hit or miss. Yeah. It was I mean, one of his strengths coming in, and I, you know, we talked about how he was going to add that element to whatever line that he was yeah. on, He was going to elevate their ability to do that, and uh, he did that. I thought he did that really well tonight. There were some shifts, especially when the Avs were not playing very well early on in the game, and they really needed a little bit of energy. Jump, yeah, you know the Darren Helm. Cogliano, LLC, yep. looked, whirlwind uh, of a shift. Had, yeah. uh, had one really great shift in particular, but you saw Eller was stringing together noticeable shifts. Yeah. And then as the game started to tilt in Colorado's favor, Eller just continued to to have that positive impact when he was out there. And it was a uh, it was a good night. And, you know, obviously the goal is just him standing in front of the net and Taves making a really nice play as, once again, your puck moving ability from your defense creates a goal because that you know starts it starts with gerard and and it lands on the stick of taves and then he throws that puck in front to lars for that tip that's like the exact play that they were trying to make maybe too many times tonight at times uh but they that that eller you know lars lars eller continues to be quality for him he's he's rock solid on on a night where you kind of mentioned it, there the Avs are
2: looking for a bit of consistency. He provided it, yeah, on the forward side. I put yeah. it that way, but
3: now obviously you would love to swap the effectiveness of Lars Eller for Miko Rantanen <laughs> because if course. you do that, you probably score five goals well, tonight. And
2: and I wanted to get into this conversation too because for a night where it it feels a little bit like you're having a bit of a meltdown in the Avs fan base. Well, they lost so. <laughs> Yes. They didn't play their best. They weren't finishing very well. It was still a one-goal game. They hit multiple posts throughout the game, whether it be Darren Helm, Miko Rant, and I think there was one other as well. I forget who hit it.
3: Um, Who hits it in the final minute?
2: Yeah, I forget who it was. but I don't remember. New hook, maybe? I don't know.
3: Yeah, actually, I just don't. I don't know who it was. I was already checked out. It
2: doesn't matter. My point is, for a game that was that close, the Avs had multiple plays where they missed by a couple inches. You really are talking yeah. about like
3: it's very, very close to this game being three three and going into an maybe going into an overtime right. or at least getting three three and, and being tied. Yeah. yeah. There's so, a number of things where you give you give Gustavson all the credit in the world. Absolutely. Played, but then you look fantastic. at you look at forty eight goal score Biko ranted in all of a sudden just shooting pucks. <laughs> just, Spraying all around the net, but not <laughs> in it. <laughs>
2: Everything but the net, yeah. basically.
3: And and a guy who's an elite shooter in the NHL. That was just JT, thank you, Chad. To have to have an off night in that manner mm-hmm. is so yeah. notable. Yep, it just pops so much where you're like, like McKinnon. Just it comes and goes with him. He has his waves, you know. Obviously, he's scored like 18 goals in the last 24 it's, games it's or something outrageous. like that. Like, yeah, he's been he's been on a heater for two months, but. A guy like Miko is always so steady. He scores pretty consistently. And to see tonight where. Just
2: he, wasn't there. Yeah.
0: It,
3: the, the two that really stand out to me, the the one timer on the power play where he just, it's just not even on net. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he had net to shoot at. A lot of well, it. And, you saw and then him. the
3: one in the center of the ice yeah. that he yeah. just right doesn't into the do chest. <laughs> anything where you're like, dude.
2: And well, I think even on some of the ones he didn't necessarily shoot, we saw him on that power play spot, multiple double clutches from
3: him. Yeah. On pucks that he's usually wiring. Yeah. And you're wondering, what in the world is a guy playing as well as he has this season doing having that level of a confidence problem when he's sitting on 48? Like, we've been joking he doesn't want it, but tonight you're like, do you have money on this? Like, is this like. Is there a DraftKings bet of Miko doesn't hit 50 at like plus 3,000 or something? And he took it? Like, what is going on? It's. It's just, obviously, he's not actually gambling on his own games. That's, that's, that's obviously it's I'm a clear sarcasm, getting. chat. Yeah. <laughs> but just crazy to see a guy that has been such a special goal scorer uh, this year.
2: So I actually don't agree with this conversation in chat. Um, I know he didn't score, but I thought Erod was one of the app's better players tonight.
3: Yeah, I thought Erod was all over the place. Um, you had to really like the skating, was causing Minnesota problems. They had to continue. Their defense doesn't want to turn around and put the back to them. Yep. They want to keep it all in front and go this way. Um, they don't want to have to turn, and Erod was pulling that apart a little bit. He, he had an impact on their defensive structure at times. Now he's ERod, so you know the results are you're going to get what absolutely you're get. Yeah. all over the place.: <laughs> But the impact that he was having in the game was pretty, uh, pretty solid.
2: Uh, all right, looks like we got a bunch of super chats to here. Yeah, I don't to know here. what's
3: happening in chat now. When I haven't looked at chat and the, I see multiple the, LMAOs just, at the same they're time. they jumping all sorts of I'm topics. Like, I, I'm, I'm afraid. I need an adult.
2: $5 from Mike who says this was a playoff game. The mold showed up and played like it right away. It took until the third to look <sighs> fully up. engaged. Nope. that's that's they're, We're calling them the mold. <laughs> uh. uh
3: I I think the Avs showed up a little bit before the third, as Blaze was saying. I think you have way more individual issues than you do team-wide issues of The Avs were certain... First
2: 10 minutes, 100%. Avs showed
3: up late. Yeah, But in the second period, the Avs were
2: genuinely trying. It just wasn't connecting. uh, Blaze, I know you kind of mentioned that. You saw it kind of spiral as the team started passing to areas instead of to players.
0: And if you look at it from playoffs, Avs go go... what 2 and 1 against the wild this year. Yeah,
2: I they beat them more times than they lost to them this yep. year, so. And again, not exactly representative rosters for the playoffs. Nope. It's just I don't know. Uh Ten dollars from Melanie, who says, "Love the Avalanche, no matter what. Sucks they lost, but it's done. On to the next. That's how you want the Abs to feel about no, it. Always no, no, oh, so positive. She, she does she usually bring the, the positive vibe. And and it's, yeah. <laughs> sucks they lost. See you guys in a few days. Or
3: love the win tonight. See you guys in a few days. Like it's, it's that's
0: respect. a healthy that's a healthy way to look yeah.
3: Yeah. at that's a, at this that well, is a well balanced sports fan.
0: Well, yeah. I, we get a well balanced
2: <laughs> chat
3: because Melanie brings
2: that, and then Avery says. Throwing up was better than watching that shorty. Thank you for the $2, Avery. Which one? Much appreciated. I got to tell you, I've thrown up a lot in my life, and I would rather watch the shorty.
3: (laughs) Same. I know it was one of the weirdest relationship things when Z and I started dating and started spending all the time in person. And we had this conversation where she was like, you throw up a lot. And I was like... (laughs) I guess this is the harshest <laughs> criticism I've ever heard. Sorry. This hurts my feelings. I'm going to go cry so hard that I throw up.
2: now. <laughs> uh, $25 from the incredible drew who says, Oh gee, they played like crap for half the game and lost Forfeit the season. God, <laughs> people need to chill out. If they don't beat themselves like they did tonight, they're fine. Also referee availabilities yes. absolutely need to happen.
1: Yes." <laughs>
0: Especially after games like tonight, right? Like, you just, you would love to just... <laughs> it inadvertent, the, huh? The Do you it. know what that word yeah. means?
2: I I, I,
0: I, yeah. I mean... So
2: many questions. Not even, like, I know a lot of people say, like, oh, they want the referees to just be able to shit on them. That's not what we want. Yeah. We want the refs to be available so we can get their side and be like, okay, here's what they saw. This is why it could have been a also, reasonable
3: thing. Litter, and I've made this point a million times. Literally, every other person at every level of hockey is accountable publicly yep. for things that they do. We are accountable publicly for the things that we say. Any of the any any things that we do during a watch-along or whatever. If we were if we were on the watch-along saying all kinds of out-of-pocket shit. We would face accountability for that. Yep. The players, the coaches, assistants, the training staff for the Avalanche has come under fire yep. this year because of injury issues. Every uh, general managers, Gary Bettman, people that work at the NHL office, literally the marketing department comes under fire every 16 seconds in the <laughs> NHL. Every single person who has a job in hockey has a public facing level of accountability on some level where we have to answer for certain things. Everyone has to answer for it, except officials. And it drives me nuts that they get protected. And I don't want people this day and age, people are nuts and they're going to like death threats and like crazy shit. Right? Like don't want any of that, but a simple presser where it's like, we need you to explain some of this because this is inexplicable have a little monitor there where they can look at they can look at the calls that they made you have a conversation about it
2: <laughs> i don't know what happened there yeah uh it's anyway. a ladder
3: it's a ladder that they're moving okay
2: uh, it's not something collapsing down there that's good
3: it's not what i was concerned about <laughs> anyway
2: it's it's just it's crazy and, and again this is as much for them to say like, hey, no, this is our case. There's a reasonable reason that they made some of these calls. Right.
3: And if they're like, hey, look, if you go and you look at this rule or whatever, yeah. like, okay, here's your, here's your explanation for it. And you're like, all right, cool. How much does it change? I don't know. But not having any kind of public accountability for the third team on the ice that regularly impacts outcomes is an extremely frustrating part of the process.
2: Yep. Uh, five more, more dollars from Melanie yep. uh, from... Yeah, that says, thanks again for your insight. Go on to the next Go Avalanche. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then $2 from Degro, who says, loss happens. I just enjoyed the game. It was a great hockey it game. It was a yeah. very good game. Uh, it, it certainly, again, one of those games where if you don't have a dog in the fight, you feel real good about it. Yeah. Uh, PS, don't ever have a dog in the fight. That's bad.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, I mean... Look, did you want better from Colorado tonight? Absolutely. Are you disappointed that they are now three points back of first in the central? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you frustrated with some of their lack of execution tonight? Absolutely. Yep. Are you worried over the abs in the big picture?
3: I'm not.
0: I'll let y'all answer for yourselves. I have no concerns right now.
3: Mm. I mean, I think that the they can't beat good teams is overblown.
0: Yep. It also
3: like it is also fair to say. What's the last like good team that they beat? Toronto.
0: Okay. On the second half of a back to back.
3: That was at the front half.
0: They played them. They played Ottawa in the second
3: night. Oh, is yeah. that it's uh, true? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, because right. that was the JoJo game. So you have Toronto. Totally fair. You do that, have to go a ways from there. That yeah. was a. Great game, yeah! Like that game ruled. Uh, You blew the Seattle game, so you at least lost that one in overtime. But you blew that game, and then before that, you know, because they had just come off that stretch where they had they were playing a bunch of teams that the games mattered. They had beat Edmonton and Calgary and Minnesota in Minnesota on a Sega Baba, yeah. Where they got outshot like forty to thirteen or whatever it was that day, yeah. Uh, like I do think, I do think, and I think that some of this, I I mentioned this earlier is, is a function of the schedule where you play so many bad teams at the end of your schedule. It's easy for the points, but then the intensity is so different. Like they're going to go from San Jose, San Jose next week. San Jose has won seven home games. Which mm, was six? Sucks. Wow, Winnipeg <laughs> Beat the Jets. Uh, had to what? get
2: it in there, didn't she? <laughs> Shut out the Jets,
3: no less. That was bad. But you you do like you you look at the level of intensity where L A. You're gonna go from San Jose, San Jose to L A. You are going from the bottom to the top. Like you you don't get a bigger variance there. It's crazy. And I don't think that that's an excuse for any of this, just that I think it's a hard thing to do. Sure. Uh, to to where you're to ramping. it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, where you have to ramp up so much for the games against quality teams. And then especially at the end of the year, you're just like, dude, look at how many former either Colorado Eagles or Avs castoffs are on the San Jose Sharks right now. And you're like, Oh boy! Oh, dude, this is like a dumping ground for them right now. Like, there's a lot. There's, there's like five of them, man. It's, it's kind of crazy. All
2: right, the this the path has evolved. All right, right. We, for a long time, Avs were Columbus West.
3: Yeah, and, and now
2: and now San Jose is Colorado West Westest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: Colorado Westest. So <laughs> it's it it is an interesting thing where they are going from those extremes though. But then, I mean, you do look at they go into Montreal. I don't know Montreal's obviously no no great shakes, but Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, and Detroit three teams that are all like they're all those last two. It's all about their their culture right now for them. But like we're not that far removed from that trip, guys, where they went four and zero. Yeah. Well, someone posted in the
2: chat eleven and two in their last thirteen or whatever. Yeah. It
3: is. So like when you you could pick apart and be like, well, look at who they lost to, like. So they lost to good teams? Which uh, all teams lose. Is that sometimes? how this works? <laughs> well, because isn't the complaint earlier this season that they couldn't beat the bad teams? It was. Yeah. They, 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 blow th- they blow two games against Vancouver. Yeah. They blow a 3 nothing lead against Anaheim. They lose in Chicago. Lost to the Yotes, the first game they played. Exactly. And so yeah. you are looking at it and you're like, okay, they threw all those points away, but they were staying afloat, beating decent teams. You know, now it's just a little bit, it's a little bit different. All right. So yeah, and you say two and six against playoff teams in March. Exactly. <laughs> you just do you know the, a convenient cutoff. Do you know the Avs
2: record last year against playoff teams in the last month of the season? It difference, wasn't very good. Difference
3: obviously being though that, that this is not a fair comparison because a team that has clinched the first seed and home ice and is done. I, and is just playing not to get hurt. The ads are playing for something I, really meaningful. I hear you. In that, the difference between having to go through Dallas and Minnesota rounds one and two, and then right now it would be Seattle and then Dallas or Minnesota is a big, meaningful difference. This is a meaningful <laughs> loss. It, they they blew their best chance to take a stranglehold on the division. They blew it on home ice tonight. It's, it's absolutely a meaningful like it loss. Is, it is a fair criticism. Because
2: of the fact that they don't get the stranglehold on the division. We said this last year. We said this every year. Every year. There is not a one-to-one comparison between regular season games
3: and playoff games. Yes. You just cannot
2: take those directly and 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 translate.
3: I am not building this into anything having to do with the postseason. I am only focused on finishing the regular season and the seating and where they end up and the matchup and their road through the West, whatever it becomes. That is my main, that is my main conversation. And that's why I think it's fair to say when you look at the upcoming schedule and you say, okay, you have San Jose, San Jose and Anaheim next week, but in there you also have an LA. And then you have an Edmonton, and then obviously you have Dallas on Saturday. But then you finish up with Winnipeg and Nashville, two teams who it's looking increasingly we'll
2: like out of it. those yeah. games.
3: No, those games are going to
0: could, could easily Ooh, I, mean a thing. They could to them. mean a
2: lot for Colorado. I don't know if they could be uh, meaningful. They could be meaningful. They could. For they, the could for Reds too. I, they could. It, they could be meaningful for
3: both of them. Depend, the, true. It just depends
2: yeah. on how things play out. They could yeah. be meaningful.
3: So you are you are looking at it and saying, look, they need to raise their level in these games. They just have to. What is okay. <laughs> it's a reflection of that yeah, light. Yeah. And it was in my peripheral. Per- yeah. And I just assumed, because it's Colfax, I just assumed that it was a cop car. Um uh,
2: I saw someone in chat talking about it. we'll talk about Poland tomorrow. Paulin, Poland, I don't I don't know how to say his last name.
3: Oh, the Western Michigan
2: Kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh we'll talk about it on the show tomorrow. So you'll have your
3: info on him later. I would love to satiate Avery's desire for us to talk about the Isabel Cup But I didn't watch it and don't have anything to say about it I also
2: did not watch it
3: other than it's, it looked like a great game. People on Twitter were freaking out, and I know it went into overtime. And I wish I had, but I was yeah. writing because yeah, the we, app played that day. I think I
2: finished my video at 10 p.m. and it yeah. was like, "Oh, sick! They're in overtime. Okay." <laughs> that was the thing is like
3: it was like second monitored but yeah. muted because I can't when somebody's talking, I can't write. Yep. But weirdly enough, if they're singing, I have no issues. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I watched it, Avery. It was awesome.
3: All right. Well, so we can bring Tiff on, and Tiff can talk. There about you go. It. The
2: Tiff Show. Uh, We will be live tomorrow, no matter what, though. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us tonight. Uh, That's all we got. We're going to get out of here. We appreciate you as it rolls over to Thursday. It's officially the morning. Friggin' (laughs) 8.20 starts. Uh, uh,
0: We will (sighs) talk to you
2: on the next one.